Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Hey! And welcome to one of the final Her Ice episodes Todd, you look so depressed. Now you make me sad. I was all excited. I brought my happy shirt on, and now you brought me down, down. You're not wearing a happy shirt. You're wearing a Buffalo Sabres shirt. I know. It's awesome. I love yeah. the Sabres. Big Sabre fan. Big Sabre fan. I, I am not a big Sabre fan, but I am Peter Odney. I am here to go on this journey with you this afternoon. We're going to preview the state tournament. We're going to highlight a couple of games from the section playoffs last week, a couple of players of the week. We're going to make our state tournament picks. I'm not going to timestamp the podcast or tell you when we're going to do those oh, because no. I want you to listen to the entire thing. Surprise. Todd, how are you? Hey, I'm lovely. And it is sunshine here in the in the B-Town as we are in Studio 1A at YHH headquarters located in B-Town, Bloomington, Minnesota. Uh, we're going to talk a little girls pucks right now because the boys are so busy with their own sections. I'm not even paying attention to the boys. No, right I now. know we Don't we had their picks and it was like holy cow. I haven't been paid attention, but they got their whole weekend coming up, so the girls are going to be competing this weekend. And uh, let's quick uh, talk about our sponsor, which is going to be Map Hockey. They're sponsoring us proudly. Um, so if you're a gal or a guy that's looking for the extra edge, you're looking for getting out of beer league to the next level, maybe a three star, two star, and adjust my speed. Hey, Map Hoppy is a place to go. Map Hoppy. Map Hoppy. That sounds like a brewery <laughs> that's right next door to them in STA. But anyway, uh, let me slow down. So if you're a squirt, peewee, bantam, or high school uh, and your season's over and you're looking for the springtime training opportunities, check out map.hockey. I'm going to check them out this spring. I only scored one goal in late night old man hockey on Sunday. That's right. You have I want to pump those numbers up. You got to pump those numbers up. Hey, speaking of pumping things up, we had uh, we had, we had some games last week. There were section finals that definitely yeah we did are going to pump you up so that your brain is going to explode because these games uh, are one of the big reasons why uh, the 25th anniversary of girls women hockey in Minnesota at high school level is exploding because of games like this. This is why we're the pinnacle team girls hockey program in the country so let's get this rocking and they're not really in the order i thought about putting them in an order of like you know games of the week and this is my number yeah, four game. We can freelance but a i thought let's just today. we're gonna freelance a little bit uh first one to bring up to mind i'm sure most of our hockey fans out there already were pay attention uh was that exciting game uh as farmington took down lakeville north in a 5-4 in not just one but two bonus periods of hockey with a 5-4 victory and is a move on uh, winning the 1AA uh, section championship. Uh, Claire Enright, the machine, the myth. The machine. Uh, crazy ninth grader is committed to the Gophers. Uh, she got the overtime winner, which was, uh, you're going, whoop-de-doo, it's not a big deal. Shh, that was her third. It is third. a big deal. That was, well, not only is Farmtown going to the state, uh, but that was her third goal of the of the game. So, uh, and a ninth grader who's just putting Farmington back on the map. The five hundred seven pucks. Third there. goal of the game, and also her third, I believe her third overtime winner of the season. Do I have that right? No, I don't have that right. Her second overtime game winner of the season. Hey, more than one is even better than that. Uh, <laughs> but the, you know what? On top of that, though, Claire's had a really nice postseason for Farmington. Uh, and it was ironic because that was kind of the most toughest game. They had come into the game with two shutouts 
and kind of bruising through the 1AA. But then when they came against uh, Lakeville North, it was obviously a back-and-forth tussle uh, in that one. So uh, I think the biggest thing one is, in addition to that, she had a game, she had a goal and three assists in the game before. Uh, so she definitely was playing well. And Lakeville North has scored two goals in the third period to tie the sucker up. And then obviously uh, Claire got the shine uh, shining goal to put him and took him to the uh, XL Energy Center. I heard there was a lot of penalties in this game. That was, I, you know, it's a physical one, especially within that one double A. Especially you got Farmington and Lakeville North, which are both two physical teams. I think you're kind of expecting that, but again, it comes down to how the refs want to call that one. They're gonna let stuff go. It's section time. Winner goes home. Loser is done for the season. So it kind of depends on how the refs want to call them. But anyway, uh, so anyway, the Tigers move on. Another big game that went to overtime, which Mr. Peter was a front row participant, uh, journalist, photographer, fan, was a big one with the Flakes and the Huskies. I was I was there, and I think I went deaf. Could you say that one more time? I didn't hear you. D- I, I went deaf. Oh, deaf. I Got went it. deaf for about a week after that game. I, st- I stood over on the Andover side, which was completely packed. Great atmosphere at Fogarty Ice Arena. Andover pulls it off. That's a gutsy performance by Madison Kaiser, the ninth grader, who scored the game-winning goal. She scored on a very poor angle. It looked like she was drifting off into the corner, and then she just rips an in-against-the-grain wrist shot, beats Allegan over the right shoulder. Uh, Melissa Volk, after the game, Andover's coach, she said she's tired of playing overtime games. <laughs> the Huskies needed four overtimes to beat Elk River in the semifinals. They needed overtime to defeat the Rangers. Those are two teams that I think we might see again. In the 7-double-A final. For sure. Quick note on Miss uh, Gaynor with her goal. Uh, is trying to take down the Huskies. Uh, and that one, she did have 29 saves in that game. So, uh, kudos. She played well. She just kudos she for, for Slake as far as I got. She just couldn't stop. Definitely not. Uh, another gal uh, in the net, Tendy, if you would, that had a monster game. And her name will come up not once, but probably twice more this uh, podcast is Miss Calla Frank, uh, who had a huge victory for White Bear Lake as they returned to the tourney for a first time in a long time. And my research, unofficial research that I did, but I had White Bear Lake last time in the state tournament in 2002. Confirmed by the State High School League. Uh, mostly. Uh, they had some spots there that I was kind of digging through, but Hugh Murray's just dominated uh, Section 4 AA, uh, is going to state tournament. You just keep looking. It's like, Hill Murray, Hill Murray, Hill Murray. But anyway, uh, Miss Frank with 50 saves in that game to catapult the Bears uh, to the victory and moving on to the uh, tournament, which is a, a kudos to her. Now, the I think the most important thing is, I won't even say it, but later on we're going to talk about Miss Frank and another monster uh, things that she's been doing in the postseason, but for that one game against big-time rival Hill Murray, uh, as a senior, up for senior of the year in the goalie position. So uh, we'll get in. We'll we'll get into Cala Frank in a in a little bit in a, in a few minutes. In a little bit. Uh, another big one we got to throw out there too is obviously the big tail between Edina and Blake, and that was all all the marbles and six double A. Edina eked that one out with a three-two win. Uh, uh, Maddie Weatherington had a last-minute goal to kind of get him close. No, it wasn't Weatherington. It was uh, DeLeonidas. It was the need to, yeah. DeLeonidas scored with two seconds left, and I don't think I've ever seen a worse reaction after a goal. I felt so bad. She scored. She put her arms up just out of, you know, that's what you do when you score a goal, and then her shoulders dropped right back down because the Bears knew that they were toast. They were close. They that was about Toast and close, but um, – 
it, it was just crazy. We talked about this either before the cast and yesterday. Uh, it's just kind of crazy how the geography matches with Idana and Blake in the same section. I know when Blake moved to Double A, that was a big move for them since they've been dominating single A hockey for a long time. But um, to have them both in the same section, maybe it might be time to shake them up because it's a shame to have both these two uh, knock each other out before. Well, it's been two years, so I think they'll look at. I think they have to. Yeah, they'll look at a couple of different options. We'll see if we okay. can split them up. But Mallory Ullin with the game winner. That one it turns out to be a game winner, obviously, with uh, with Lily scoring the, the second goal. goal. Yep. So you can put insurance, but in my book, I put that on as a game winner. <laughs> so kudos to the Hornets as they return to try to not be the first three-peat champion. Second. The first There's since. The first since. Since. Minnetonka did it from, I believe it was 2011, 2012, and 2013. 13, yeah. That's, so. that's kind of disappointing and anticlimactic. I was hoping to hear something like, the first since Roseville in 94, 95, 96, but... But it hasn't been that long since we've seen a three. It hasn't been long. Play. But anyway, I think there's some good competition in double A to possibly take them down. But um, Deaths. There's a few. So we'll see. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, some players that were not taken down in the last week as they were going through the section finals. Uh, and these, uh, we're going to talk about three players of the week that had had sensational weeks. Uh, and let's start off with Miss uh, Kala Frank oh my. from White Bear. Uh, first of all, let's talk about her. She's going to be a Minnesota State, a.k.a. Mankato State uh, commit. Uh, she's a senior over the White Bear as they win their first uh, trip to the state tournament for her, obviously, since she's a senior. Uh, but I think the most impressive thing with, with Kala is three postseason games, three shutouts. She had stopped 115 shots in all three of those games for White Bear. So you talk about a goalie that is on cruise control, that is seeing everything. The ball looks like a, the puck looks like a beach ball to her. Um, but it's amazing with 115 saves, and it worked out the math. That's 13, 38 saves a game. She's averaging within those three. So and um, you and I were talking. You and I were talking before the show that if this doesn't earn her the Senior Goaltender of the oh, Year Award, gosh. then there is a massive problem with the selection process. Yes, most massive definitely. problem. So, I, 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 you know, she was uh, one of the keys, I think one of the top vote-getters going into the selection. I think after her three-game performance in the postseason and literally bringing the White Bear Lakes Bears to the tourney, she should, I mean, she's single-handed as their MVP of the season so she far. She has to. She has to, so... I'd give it to her. If I had to vote, there's my vote. I just voted for her. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, why don't you? I'll I'll take the reins from here. I can tell that you're worked up about Miss Calla Frank, uh, another player that had a fabulous postseason stretch. Has been Claire Enright from Farmington. We mentioned her a few minutes ago. The freshman Minnesota commit had five goals, three assists, eight points in three postseason games. She scares me a little bit. Mm. Going into the tournament, we well, I'm afraid of tigers. Normally, I would not want to see a tiger face to face. Have you ever seen a baby tiger though? Mm, on YouTube, I have. Cuddly as hell. Mm-hmm. Claire Enright, eight points in the postseason. She gets a place on our Player of the Week. She'll be a key cog for Farmington at the state tournament. Another key cogs was Miss Lacey God. Martin uh, from Minnetonka, as they. I don't want to say the word upset Eden Prairie in the two uh, double A. Uh, section finals over there at Braemar. Her stat line can't be right for the section. It was nine goals. She had. Uh, she scored four in the game uh, in her first game. 
And then she scored four against Jefferson, which what? little was a 0-0 game until Martin scored the, fir- the back-to-backs, and then that just kind of that took the tide right there, and, and they t- t- took hold of the game. Uh, and crazy. then she scored one against EP, so she had nine goals in those three games. And that's kind of what I put her as one of the players of the week. Uh, the Boston University uh, commit is within those three games. She had nine goals and three assists. So you got back-to-back Texas Hatties. Bravo. She is kicking it right now. And it's kind of interesting because I keep as many little stats with Minnetonk, and, and I, and I, me and Peter talk a little bit about how if, if, a, if a player this year has had you know, good games if they got, you know, not just a goal and assist because during the regular season, that's a nice little game. But it's a dime a dozen for some It players. is, yeah. But if you're an elite, if you're a now prospect, if you're a college commit, I want to put, you know, get notice if you have some big ones. But if it was for Lacey Martin, the only two other Tonka skippers that had big games in their three-section games was uh, Maggie Nicholson uh, and also uh, Kaylee Langfeld. So that's the only two that had really big, big games that were like two points or more. So... Uh, definitely, Lacey was riding the tile. Do they have enough to take into the state tournament? They've got Find the talent. Out. They have the talent. Don't get me wrong. The skippers are, are cruising there. But uh, like we said before, AA is full of some monster teams. They're willing to take down anybody. So it's going to be it's going to be a battle, battle royal, WWF for sure. WWF are throwing it back to. We're throwing it all over today. Yeah, well, it's gonna be a new division. It's gonna be world, like women's world wrestling or women's wrestling federation. I don't know, I'm throwing something weird there. I'm getting <laughs> goofy. So let's get on goofy. Let's talk about the tournament right now. So we know the tournament's coming up. We're gonna talk about our picks, but we also want to kind of talk about some players that are coming in there. So let me just rip this off real quick, so we kind of know who we're talking about, and then we're gonna talk about some unsung heroes that we feel are some players that you probably should pay attention to. So first of all, since the single A starts tomorrow, so the first game of the Today is going to be Old Fergus Falls against number two seed uh, Breck. Uh, then follow that is going to be Mankato East Loyola um, versus number three seed Mound West Taka. They want to put Watertown Mayor Southwest Christian, but <laughs> let's just call them. I'm, I'm going to type that M hyphen W all season long, so I don't mess it up with Mankato West. True. Uh, and then even session tomorrow is going to be St. Paul United with their big upset over Saint, South St. Paul, even though they've dominated them in section finals. For a long time uh, against overall number one, uh, War Road, the undefeated Lady Warriors come to the X playing at six o'clock tomorrow. And then the evening session, the final game is going to be Rochester Lourdes against Proctor Hermitown, who is the four seed. So that is how your single A uh, games are going to match up tomorrow. And then on Thursday, let's move on to the doubles. So, uh, first game of the day is going to be uh, Farmington taking on Andover Huskies, who are the two seed, uh, followed by the number uh, number three seed, which is Brainerd, who is the home team against White Bear Lake, even though White Bear Lake is a little closer to Brainerd slightly <laughs> than to the X. But uh, in this part, uh, Brainerd Little Falls is going to be the three seed. Uh, and then the evening session is going to be East Ridge, who upset uh, Egan in the in – the, um, a section final with a shutout uh, and against overall number one team, which is going to be Dinah looking for their third uh, chip in a row. And then the last game of the day is going to be the battle, I think, of the entire tournament right there. Of all the quarters, is going to be those Tonka with Lacey Martin uh, taking on the crazy Crimsons from Maple Grove, who is the overall four seed. So that's your quick breakdown of who's going on, uh, who's going to be playing tomorrow. So, Peter, who are some players that you think oh are some key players to watch so they could be a player that we've seen before well we've i'm talked I'm, about them once or twice i'm going to start with a couple of goaltenders so in our our first matchup tomorrow class 1a we got fergus falls and breck as you mentioned we know about sophie roush she's got 73 points we know about ellie anderson she's got 46 points yep but goaltender 
Jaden McKeever Ooh. stopped 55 of 57 shots in postseason yeah. play. I like a team with a hot goalie. Mm. If the Otters want to escape the Mustangs, um, I would figure that McKeever would be the starter considering she's played so well so far during the postseason. Breck is stacked from top to bottom. I think we've talked about Olivia Mobley and Sadie Lindsay at ad nauseum here. But Uma Cornea, just an eighth grader, won mm-hmm. two games, including the state title game last season, as a seventh grader. It's just this mind-boggling. I'm, I'm pretty sure as an eighth grader, she'll be up to the challenge should the Mustangs make it that far. Game two, Mankato East, Loyola versus Mountain West Honka, Watertown. No, I'm just kidding. Just Thank Mountain you. West White Hawks. Just psh. The, uh, the Cougars. This is, this is going to end up being another goalie. We know about Maddie Davis, their leading scorer. She's got 47 points. Goaltender Andrea Schreiber, however, has played over 1,400 minutes for the Cougars. She was someone that the coaching staff highlighted in the tournament uh, pre-program that is available on the State High School League website. And Schreiber has four shutouts this season. She's also a big reason why the Cougars have gone 3-0 and in overtime so far. Mountain West Tonka. We know about Lauren Burris and her 45 points. We know about Taylor Smith T-Swizzle. and her, her gaudy 21-0-5 record, her 108 goals against average, her save percentage of 954, and her six shutouts. She's a senior goaltender of the year candidate. But I would like to tell you about sophomore Grace Peterson, the second leading scorer for the Whitehawks. She's got 15 goals and 38 points this year. If you're looking for secondary scoring behind Burris, I would look at Peterson. Game three, our first game of the evening session. This is a juicy one because it's St. Paul United and Warroad. So Wait a minute, hold on, hold on. Why is it juicy? Why is I, it I just juicy? think it's St. Paul and Warroad's a machine. Have been paying attention to girls' high school hockey over the last five years, Todd. In I've been t- just, I'm just prodding you. I know. <laughs> I got to get you fired I, up. See, now, now I'm fired up. Yeah. In 2016 and 2017, St. Paul United ended the Warriors season. You think the Warriors aren't thinking about a little revenge? They didn't get a chance at it last year. The teams didn't meet. This year, the Warriors have a chance to beat the United. United finished below 500 the season at 12, 13, and 2. They are outscored 104 to 65. If I got to point somebody out, it'll be Jenna Hoops. Hoops. There's 16 goals and 22 points this season. Jenna Hoops, one of those holdovers from that really, really good United crew mm-hmm. that made those state tournament runs in 2016 and 2017. The one thing you can say about St. Paul United is that their schedule has been ridiculous. So the point totals maybe not as high, but they can rotate through three quality goaltenders, Jillian Anke, Kenzie Geese, Bridget Emerson. All three of those girls could uh, pull out a stand-up performance. Moving on to the number one team in the state. They've been there forever. That's a pretty long time. I think it's only been since preseason, which is probably like September. Only the preseason. Probably after uh, last year's state title game. It it is the Warroad Warriors. We all know about Hannah Corneliuson. State's leading scorer with 75 points. But sophomore Genevieve Hendrickson has played just as key of a role. Hendrickson's got 19 goals and 49 points this season. Caitlin Kotlowski, who I think we've mentioned only a couple of times, is one of the Miss Hockey finalists. Two or three, yeah. Better Under, defenseman. Underrated with 41 points this year. She holds down the blue line for the Warriors. Quinn Koontz, we've talked again ad nauseum about Quinn Koontz, another goaltender. It, I, it is worth mentioning that there are 13 players on this roster with 10 or more points. 
they put some they put some un, un, unreal numbers up there. So I don't want to say it, it hyper exaggerates their numbers, but when they've been crushing teams, like they've been beating, it's not like they're averaging like three two games or four threes. I mean, they've been like six oh seven ones, you know. And Coons has had shutouts. Don't get me wrong. What she got six sixteen, I think this year we're looking at, but. I mean, she's only had to make like nine saves, ten saves, maybe fifteen. And some of the tougher ones, she's had some twenty and and, and, and high twenty saves games. But for the most part, Coons is when she's pied it out to a two, three, nothing lead, and they're getting a couple assists. Unfortunately, those stats look really good. So it'll be interesting to see how well they do get some little better top notch. Our, our final game of single Wednesday's slate. I almost yawned there. Oh my goodness, Rochester Lords <gasps> Dover Yoda. They're gonna yell at you because you yawned at them. That's I Yoda, d- not yawned at them. I'm I'm so so sorry. Emma Schmitz leads the Eagles with 57 points. There's a gal, Clara Billings, a senior. She leads the team in goals with 33, 13 assists for 46 points. But that's not why she's a key player to oh, watch. Oh heavens no! She has excelled in the postseason with five goals and seven points in two section games, a three and a half point average. Clara Billings, not someone to be forgotten about. Uh, and the Eagle lineup, she's committed to Gustavus Adolphus. Proctor Hermantown, a little bit of an interesting story. They've got four players that are all hovering right around 30 points. But the interesting part about the Mirage is that two of them are seniors, Caitlin Fawcett and I think it's Delhi. I go with Delhi. It looks like New, like New Delhi, like New Delhi, Ing, uh, India, the city. That's why I go with Delhi. Delhi. Go with Delhi. Fawcett. Delhi. Would it be Delhi? Maybe Delhi. Like, like Del- hey there, Delilah. Delilah. Hey there, Delilah. No one wants to hear me sing. Please, hey Texas or, or, or <laughs> not Texas, but uh, hit us up on, on Twitter on at Youth Hockey Hub to let us know how to pronounce that cr- properly, please. Uh, Caitlin Fawcett's got 28 points. Hikes has 29. And then sophomores, uh, Alyssa Watkins has 29 points. Michaela Finney has 26 points. So four players hovering around 30 points. One final point to make on the Mirage. They tied the tournament's number three seed, Mount West Tonka, 3-3 three to three in the team's regular season finale on January 26th. Whew. Holy cow. Hey, a couple quick weird stats going to throw out there. I also feel I've got a sneeze coming up, so I hope it doesn't like, explode through the microphone right now. I'm so and I think excited it might. to see this. But the Lures, for example, Lured Eagles, they have eight of their nine losses this year. I don't want to take this credit, but our crack staff here crack at YHH staff. came through this one. But eight of their nine losses this year have been by one goal. So Lures has been in every single one of those games that they have lost. So they're definitely, and people like make fun of the 507 hockey, but we've talked about them. We brought them up with the Farmington and, and Northfield and Faribault. But Lourdes, they're there. They're real. They always, they're always a... a, a a popular tenant, if I can say that, at the state tournament, representing one single A. So I think this year they, they come with a stronger group. Another weird stat to throw at you is, like he said before, with the St. Paul United squad, who m- it looks on paper like there's no way they have no chance against uh, uh, Warroad. Uh, they do have a record of 12-13-2, but again, some of their competition has had some, they've had one of the tougher schedules this season, uh, and they've been thoroughly outscored their top goal score has 16 goals so uh, but it's kind of interesting we were mapping that out where there's only five five teams and the whole section going f- for a quick trip to the <laughs> to the tournament so unless you win your playing game i mean basically you have to win two games and you're in the state tournament so uh if there's a way to s- 
push some teams in there. And I know with the girls' side, they, they condense some schools. So we need to get a few more teams in that four single A so that um, it's more of a competitive squad there. But anyway, let's move on to the doubles, which is uh, no more powerful than the singles. There's definitely going to be some awesome games coming up. So, Peter, go ahead and shoot off with your preview of that crazy Tiger-Husky matchup. You know what I'm going to call this, Todd, and I've been screaming it since I walked into the office this morning. You weren't screaming this morning. You said you were like, Trap game! Trap game! Trap game! That's right. You did scream that. Farmington, Andover, round one, a trap game. On paper, Andover should roll past the Tigers. Andover has so many different weapons. But let's roll through the Tigers' resume. Six of their 11 losses have been by a single goal, including a stretch of three straight in mid-December. I think maybe they got some of those uh, kinks worked out. The Tigers are very young. 13 Underclassmen. Three of those underclassmen, Claire Enright, Samantha Moley? Mole? Moley? I go Moley. Carly Lancaster. They lead the team in scoring. The Tigers, three, three, and two. Four, three, and two in overtime so far. We mentioned that a few minutes ago. I think this is a trap game because Andover is one of the slower starting teams that I've seen play this year. You have said uh, that a few needed, times. They needed four overtimes to win in the section semis. They needed overtime to win in the finals. If this game goes to an extra extra session, uh, it's anybody's game, especially at the state tournament. You could, I can almost envision Claire Enright taking a lap around the Andover zone and then ripping a uh, a wrist shot. And throw the bonus statue with Farmington with that crack staff. Farmington has been in nine overtime games this year. Eight of them are in a regular season. In those overtime games, the Tigers were three, three, and two. And obviously with the overtime winner they had in the section final against Lakeville North. So Farm- Farmington is not uh, unfamiliar with extra hockey. So I, I think I just said that. Did you? I'd like I to say it twice. <laughs> Sorry. I think I just said that a few seconds ago, but it it bears repeating. Uh, If this game goes to overtime, I can see the Tigers pulling off an upset over the Huskies, although we'll find out just exactly who we picked in our state tournament pickems here in a little while. This, another trap game for the ranked team, Todd. You want to know why? Because White Bear Lake is riding hot, hot, hot goaltender. The hottest goalie. In Minnesota. The Bears, one of those teams that just crept over 500 only after section plays. The Bears started the season 1-4, and four, ended the regular season 1-4-1. and one. They've struggled to find goal scoring all season. If they're going to find it, it'll start with senior forward in Minnesota commit Sidney Sheeran or senior defender Olivia Reif. Sheeran has 25 points this season. Reif has 22 points this season. You already mentioned it. It bears repeating. Haha, <laughs> get it? Bears, Bears. White Bear. Uh, first state tournament appearance for White Bear Lake since 2002. They go up against Brainerd, who came out of a, a mildly surprising Section 8 AA. They beat Northright County in the finals. The Warriors have won 17 of their last 19 games. They've been particularly good in periods 2 and 3, kind of like Andover, a little bit of a slow starting team. 23 of their 109 goals have come in the first period. Uh, leading scorer Lindsey Booth, unfortunately, out with an injury. Therefore, the Warriors will turn to Abby Polkamp and her 40 points, Cheyenne A. Bear and her 35 points, Gabby Smith and her 33 points. And let's not forget about goaltender Olivia King. She's 22-4-1 this season with a goals against of 1.58, a save percentage of 9.15, and four blank 
sheets and I need to take a sip of water. Take a sip of water. Hey, let's move on to the next game, which he's going to preview. It's going to be Eastridge, who had upset Egan in the section final down there in 3AA. And they're going to take on the number one overall seed, E. Dina, who is going to be coming with full force of all their commits. I, I guess, you know, obviously, I think everybody's going to be looking at, obviously, the kings of the, I shouldn't say the kings, but the queen, Queen B, you get that? <laughs> Alvidada, which is going to be the backbone of that offense, which is CC Bowlby captain, also with other senior Mallory Ulan, I th- as well as uh, Annie Cool. But I, th- I really think, and I'm going to throw a little tidbit out there, I think one of the key players of this team is going to be Vivian Jungles, who oh, has slowly okay. had a nice post-tournament. In the three games that they played, she had uh, one goal and three assists. But she, as a ninth grader, she is playing so well. And a, uh, a Minnesota commit, I know it's early to say that, but she's the real deal. She's real. She was dominating youth, and now she's coming in as a starter, helping out the squad, and not just showing up and being on that the back. Uh, not a, a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a... And the backseat of the Hornet offense, but she is. Uh, she's I think it's key. fair to say the backseat of the Hornet she, offense. I she's mean, a key. There, she's, she's not the stinger, but she's back there. There, there are so many players that you could choose from that from that Adina roster. You could say damn near any of them, or darn near any of them, are in the backseat of the offense. Cece Bowlby, 53 points. Annie Keel, 43 points. Katie Davis, who scored what would have been the game winner had to Leonidas uh, not scored with two seconds Correct. left. Mallory Uline with that insurance goal in the section finals. Uh, Davis Davis is a little bit of an interesting story. She drew the penalty that led to the power play, that led to the Hornets' second goal and put them up 2-1 to one over Blake. She was flying down the left side boards. She got hip-checked by Blake's Grace Johnson. Don't uh, see that in the score sheet, do you? No, the you hustle, don't see that. She the speed. Drew, drew the penalty, and mm-hmm. then she scored the goal. One of those uh, one of those plays that her coach, Sammy Reber, made sure to mention while we were chatting after the game. Goalie Ellie Stripmatter played great in that section final, 27 saves on 29 Shots. Was they, it Ellie? I thought it was her twin brother Eli was playing. I was just about to talk about <laughs> chips on a shoulder. Her. <laughs> so if if Ellie's last name gets mispronounced, I'm not that surprised just because someone might try to do strip mater, strip mater instead of strip mater. But uh, this particular gentleman called Ellie Eli, which is uh, an interesting incorrect take on the name. Speaking of chips on shoulders, the East Ridge Raptors, their first state tournament appearance in the school's limited history, they upset number one seed Egan in the 3AA finals. When they showed up to the rink in Invergrove Heights, on the glass doors where it shows locker room assignments and siding assignments for fan bases, it said Egan versus East View. Oh, ho, ho. They used the same sheets of paper from last season. So Eastridge couldn't even get on the freaking locker room assignments at the section finals. So you know what they did? They went out and won, for goodness sakes. Shut down. Shut Jenna Ruiz. Down. Emerald and Kelly stopped 65 of 69 shots in the section playoffs. Katie Flynn, 37 total points for the Raptors this season. Ohio State commit and defensive specialist Eddie Scribner, 35 points for the Raptors. She played outstandingly. Is outstandingly a word? It is now. She played outstandingly in that section final. She is a monster. Would not surprise me if she ends up on the state tournament all-tournament team. Mm, Should the Raptors earn a spot. Turny T's right there. Turny T's. Our final quarterfinal. Maple Grove, Minnetonka, 
I'm excited about this one. Oh. I've got butterflies rolling. Uh, Maple Grove is another one of these teams like Farmington that's played in a lot of overtime games. They're four and two in overtime games this season, including a three to two win over Minnetonka on November 29th. Tristana Tater had the game winner in that one. Look for her to be a big factor in this game. She's the third leading scorer on this team as a sophomore. Quinnipiac commit Tater, 29 total points. Miss Hockey finalist, Man and McMahon. Oh, beast. 48 total points. Beast. She's been an absolute monster in the best way possible. She is committed to Minnesota Duluth. If the Crimson offense flows through anyone, it flows through Man and McMahon. Defensively, Lucy Morgan, a se- excuse me, my voice just cracked. I don't. Lucy Morgan, a going on over senior <coughs> goaltender of the year nominee, having a fabulous season, seven shutouts so far. She'll handle the defensive side of the puck for the Crimson. Minnetonka, just like who did we say? White Bear Lake crossing the 500 threshold thanks to three wins in the section playoffs. The Skippers upend Eden Prairie in the section two two A finals. Uh, the season started on a three-game losing streak for the Skippers, a four-game losing streak to conclude the season. I don't, I don't know what to expect from the Skippers. I'm a little, I'm a little confused about the Skippers. Todd, you got to see him play. Would you point out some key things for a neophyte like me? I think the, I think the biggest thing about the Skippers is when I saw them play, I thought they were okay and they weren't as dominant as they were, obviously with their, their back-to-back-to-back years. And in la- even last year, I thought they were a little more dominant. This year, it just didn't seem when they were coming out and destroying teams. They were kind of getting beat early, and then they were kind of get some bad spots. Uh, I know they had uh, Maggie Nicholson had left when she played uh, in the uh, World Tournament, so that made a difference to them. Uh, but I really thought they were going to kind of stumble through the sections. I thought EP kind of had the section, but they showed it with Lacey Martin showing up and having the nine-goal tournament uh, by herself. So, But again, that was just her by herself. So the question is, can the other gals of that squad come out? You know, for example, looking at um, Kaylee Crawford, can she come through? Can uh, Kaylee Langsfeld, uh, you know, both D1 commits, but the question is, are going to be there? And then Bryn Dulac, goaltending has not been one of their fortes. They didn't have to have strong goaltending, I think, during this. I mean, obviously with EP, that was a good goaltending by them. But uh, but I, I would say the weakest cog. But if, you, if I match up, because I wrote down all of the big goalies during this entire tournament, and I was looking through, and they're all in pen. Also, I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot to put down Dulac. Or Dulac, I'm sorry if it's pronounced. But I was like, oh, that's right. She is good, and she's there, and she's a D1 commit. But the, the, the question is, are the Tonkas going to have enough to kind of come across since Maple Grove is coming into this with, I think, a little more momentum. I think they have a little more uh, energy coming into this. But don't get me wrong, Tonka, they're there. And um, I think that's why I think of all of the f- eight quarterfinal games between single and double, I think that's going to be the best matchup, and that's going to be the most fun one to watch. It's going to be just, it's going to be a dogfight, I think, back and forth between the Crimson and the Skippers. So. Two, two Metro teams, they should have a, a decent crowd should at be. the X on Thursday. That's a nice little segue into the into our pick. Into our picks. Our our pick segment. Our you pick made seg- it through if you're still listening. Congratulations. You are. Yep. We're we only 34 minutes you. into this. So right you now, are usually we're like signing off. But with the tourney stuff, we just have so much information to throw at you. So much. And uh, P- 
Peter, again, thank you so much for your insight and all that statistical stuff that you broke there. So wait, there's going to be all there. That AA preview is coming up on YHH's webpage. Yep, the um, AA preview will go out probably coming. tomorrow morning, a full day in advance before the tournament. That makes sense. Tell your boss you're doing research for something and yep. take a look at our Class 2 I'm checking out the preview. scope. All right, so let's go through the picks, and I want to make sure everybody knows that me and Tony, I mean, uh, me and Peter have not Don't looked you at, dare. He's barely not. He, where is he at? Oh, that's right. Don't he's not in dare. here. He's the, the, the king, he says, of, of girls hockey. Um, <laughs> but we yeah, haven't we looked have at each looked other's uh, brackets whatsoever. We've picked them alone, aside from each other. Uh, so we have no idea what the other person's picks. So let's, uh, should we shoot through with the single A since that's our first game tomorrow? Let's do it. Might <laughs> as well. All right. Uh, first game, Fergus Falls, Breck. Breck. Same. Uh, Mankato East and Mound West Tonka. Uh, I'm going to take Mountain West Tonka, Watertown Mayor, Southwest Christian. Okay, I'm just going to take Mountain West Tonka. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm taking. That's all the room I had. Uh, in the evening, then they have Warroad against St. Paul United. Uh, I'm going to take, oh, this is so tough. It's not tough. Warroad. I'm going to take yep. Warroad. And then the final game, which is going to be Lourdes versus Proctor Hermantown. I'm going to take Rochester Lourdes. Oh, boy. Just like mine. So let's move on to Our the semifinals. S- all look the same, don't they? They might. Oh, dang it. Well, Let's see if they do. <laughs> Breck and Mound West Tonka. I got Breck. I took Mound West Tonka. Oh, I took goaltending. No. I think T Swizzle's a little older, and I know that Cornelia won it last year, but I got just a feeling about T Swizzle. You got a. F- <laughs> okay. I don't, I'm taking a chance. I like three seeds. I like three seeds all through the sections. Sometimes I got burned, sometimes okay. I didn't. Sometimes people bet on Maryland, Baltimore County. Right. And it works out. I guarantee the bottom half, it's going to be later Warriors, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, I'm going to take Warroad in the second semifinal. But in the overall championship, I got Warroad. You got Warroad win it all? Yep, I do. I've got Breck defeating Warroad <gasps> in the final. Stop. You've seen this movie before. Stop. Warroad. Not today. Warroad beat Breck. Not today. Warroad beat Breck in last year's regular season. The Warriors beat the Mustangs in this year's regular season. Last year, Breck won the state title game in overtime over Warroad. Not today. I'm here to see the sequel. Okay. I don't like it. Double A, let's go this route. Uh, Farmington Andover. Let me preface this by saying hashtag trap game. I'm taking Andover. Can you trap a tiger or trap a husky? Hashtag trap game. (laughs) I'm taking Andover. I'll even put it on there and say Andover wins in overtime. Wow. Shocker. Brainerd White Bear Lake. Who do you like? White Bear Lake. Yes, ditto. I'm all over Califrank. I, I like a hot goal oh, in the postseason. Tender of the year. Uh, Ridge versus Dinah. I think this is close early, but a Dinah eventually pulls away. I've got a Dinah. They're not going to smoke him, I don't think so. I think it could be like a 4-1 I think it could or be four a, nothing. a dominant 4 nothing game. Yes. Like 4 nothing, but they out, out shoot him 40-15. to 15 Like 2 nothing in the second period, you're like, Eastridge can't even get the puck out of the See, side. now that Eastridge is going to listen to this, and now they're going to play upset again, and they're going to pull off another upset. There you go. Bring <laughs> it. We want to see it. And then game of the, uh, game of the day is going to be Tonka and the Crimson. This is kind of tough. I think Minnetonka's... D core. I think they have the strength to slow down Manon McMahon and Tristana Tater and Lawrence Densley in that Maple Grove offense. But I'm going to take goaltending in this one. I'm going to take Maple Grove. Thank you. I was going to say two words. Lucy Morgan. Lucy Morgan. That's why Maple Grove is going to win that one. Hands down. (laughs) All right. Then we got uh, Huskies Bears up top. I got Huskies Andover. Ditto. Hornets Crimson. Hornets. Ditto. Chip 
happens to be the first game of the the whole GHS season where Andover defeated Edina. What say you? I'm twitching in my chair. You should. Really I'm <laughs> taking. I'm taking Edina. I think the Hornets pull off the three peat. I say no. You I say Huskies Andover. roll. Why not roll? I'm, one, I'm. I don't like repeats. Okay. I like freshness, and I just think that Andover got knocked out so early last year. They've got such a chip on their shoulder. And their underclassmen are playing so well. I think that's going to be a key to the whole game. Don't get me wrong, Edina's got good underclassmen as well. But I think, if I can say it, I think just the Andover underclassmen are going to help outperform Edina's. So then it's going to come down to basically which which of the seniors are going to play better. <laughs> and if CC is the right spot, Edina will win. If if, if this is the final, not, we've been absolutely treated to a fabulous, fabulous. It would be so great, say, if we went to double overtime. That'd be so awesome. This will be fun. Who do you have uh, getting third place in Class 1A? Oh, third place. <laughs> um, that one, I no, I didn't, but I would I would take uh, I would take White Bear Lake because I think White Bear. In double A? In double A, would, they, would, they would cry because Cala would probably pitch a shutout, uh, and they would be so mad about losing to Dover. Uh, and then the other side, uh, on my bracket, I would have Breck would be ticked off. And they would win third. And they would win by like six to nothing. In double A, I would take Maple Grove in my third place game. And then I would take Rochester Lourdes Ooh. over Mount West Tonka in the wow. third place game. Oh, Four single A. That's what we do. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. That was magical. Oh, my. I, I feel like I just ran a marathon. I know. That's you know, the problem is we haven't even I talked about Miss, Miss, Miss Hockey yet. And oh, my gosh. I know. This is going to be a quick one because I think yeah, it's going to be. Let's buzz through It's going to be a no-brainer. we got quick three questions. Hopefully, we've got space on the chip. So, let's we zip. We can pray. Let's do let's, this quick. Okay. Let's zip through. So, Miss, Miss Hockey Minnesota, who do you like and who will win? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I got it. Who do I like? I like Maddie Wethington. Who do I think will win? I think it'll be Maddie Wethington. She was the best player I've seen over the last three years. She's got the Team USA backing. She was the only high schooler picked to the U twenty two national team. She's going to Minnesota. I just I can't think of another player who could knock her off. But I will say that there could be a case made. For CC Bowlby, especially if Edina wins their third straight title, yes, three straight Class Two A state championships for CC Bowlby, a Division One commit going to Dartmouth. Her stats are on par with Wethington's. I understand that Bowlby's a forward, Wethington is a defender, but still, the stats are on par. I think you could make a serious case for CC Bowlby. I think, like you, I I I actually know the Bowlbys, and so I think even though they've had two Bulbies ahead of them that have done well and had success. I think CC has been able to make a mark for herself. Even though there's a fourth Bulby that's coming around the bend, will she be as strong as the first three? I don't know. She's shown some glimpses of that, but I, I think is a, is a instrumental part of that entire squad. When CC goes down, the whole team goes down, even though they got some people backing up. But I think the consensus is everything that you said about MW, I think she is the real deal, the best that Minnesota has to give, and so I think that's probably the reason why. Not so much as a fan favorite, but just as a quality high school player. I think that's why she can wrap this up and take that 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 trophy home herself. Do you think, do you think they're streaming the Miss Hockey Banquet? 
I hope they so. stream the Mr. Hockey one. I would hope so. I think it runs. It's like 9 o'clock in the morning. So oh, on 9 that in Sunday. the morning? Yeah, it's a morning session. It's like right after everybody gets done. So You're telling me i got to get home yep. at like midnight and yep. get up? <sighs> Wait, just have to wake up. Just roll up. That's got to be so tough. Grab your device, and it's right there. At your, you do that with Netflix. What's the difference? Yeah. All right. Anyway, we got three quick questions, and we're going to wrap this bad boy up because we have taken a lot of your time, but we'd like to thank everybody for being patient with us. So here's our three quick questions. I'm going to rip them off so that uh, we get you on your road. Um, Peter, question number one. Yeah. Who is your pick this year to win the Stanley Cup? It's kind of a cop-out, but I like the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh. I'm going to jump on. I've been kind of a fan of the Leafs, and I think they're just going to keep no on way. rolling. One guy made a fate will step in, and we'll I know the well, this, they're at the Chicago Cubs. So just chill out for a second. <laughs> but a guy made a bold prediction about a month ago. He says his bold prediction was there'll be an All Canada Cup. I was like, you are onto something, or you're on something. Is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? No. No. But the way the cooch is going right now, I think Lightning. But I like to see Toronto getting there. It'd be fun to watch. Fun yeah. to watch. It's been over eighteen thousand nine hundred days since they won last year's <laughs> cup. Follow that. Tweet. Follow that Twitter feed. It's one of my favorite <laughs> tweets. Uh, question number two: First concert you ever went to? Ooh, the first concert I ever went to. Um, I saw Bruce Hornsby, the maniacal piano player, and at the a range at a block party. I. That's a great that album where he's got like a cigarette in his head and he's pretending to light it. That's a great album. I think it's King of the Hill. I think it's called King of the Hill. Could be first I concert so. I ever paid for was Weird Al Yankovic. Wow, stay high. Don't give me that look. look no, like no, it. I didn't say it. it was no weird look. Was it a weird look? It wasn't a weird look whatsoever. My first concert was in excess at Met Center. Oh, I can't compete with that. Michael Hutchins wearing white leather. Oh my God, he was just and he just rocked out. That was a kick tour, uh, and I was huge. Still, I'm a big in excess fan and. Peter hears me play it all the time, but it was just magical to see him rock like and roll. And I've been listening to him for years upon years. Uh, last question: Your since we're celebrating yesterday was President's Day. Who was your? It was President's Day yesterday. Yeah, it was President's Day yesterday. My favorite. Oh my god! Forty-four. Well, there's forty-five to pick from, and you can't pick the current one because he's still in the ship. So you can't really. I wouldn't choose him for other one. reasons, of course. But forty-four have come before him. Oh gosh! Which one's your favorite? If I gotta, if I had to pick a favorite president, I'm I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna go all the way back to Dwight D. Eisenhower. Ooh, general. Because I, I think that's a nice, non-controversial pick. The last thing I want is someone to tweet me and say something like, "Respect the current president." He's not my favorite. No. So I'm gonna take. I like Ike, man. He I likes like, Ike. I'm actually kind of a Kennedy fan, not just because uh, my son goes to school there. <laughs> But if you look back at uh, when Kennedy was elected, it was a lot of the first that he did. Um, and coming into the presidency, he was young. He was Catholic. Um, he did a lot of big things, and he was a lot of controversy. But that's because everybody was kind of like, no, don't rock the boat. Everything's cool. You're too young. And uh, <laughs> he made a lot of policies. He had a lot of ideas that a lot of people weren't a big fan of. So he definitely was instrumental in getting that rocking. But R.I.P. We have rocked. You for the last 45 minutes, so thank you all for listening, and uh, especially Peter with his insight, his research, and his money analyst, because let me tell you, folks, we get together next week and talk about all the recaps. Oh, my God. You're going to be like, I told you so, and they're like, I can't believe Peter said that. But anyway, uh, thanks again for listening to Her Ice, because we're going to be at the X tomorrow. 
and Thursday, and, it's, and Friday, and, it's not, and Saturday. It's not his. It's not his week. It's, it's not, not his. his ice. No, it's her ice. So, hey, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. We'll talk to you next week about the tourney. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool